the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, uh, just trying to calm my head down after <laughs> after fighting the traffic jam. I, I, it was an accident. Golly, man. And when you need a freeway and, and you get up there and sit in line and sit in line and, and you take the street, it's a whole different different matter. Here, yeah, you get that rush feeling like, man, I don't want to be late. I don't want to be late. I am late. And uh, so uh, bear with me. You know, I was uh, I was I was as I was driving. It was, it was a good thing. The Lord, a pastor friend of mine called me and he was able to because I wanted to get early and prepare. But he was able to help me prepare as I was driving and and what I want to talk to you today about uh, was spurned by uh, a situation I had uh, uh, this week. A friend of mine uh, passed away. She was a worship leader at a at a at a local congregation, and so she uh, went on to be with the Lord. Uh, matter of fact, she had the same thing I had. You know, if you listen to the show regularly, you know I always talk about how I had to have open heart surgery last last July. And uh, because they discovered that I had a, a heart problem after I had, after they had, after I had taken like, I, I think in a, in a one year span, I had like three uh, heart tests, uh, two, two stress tests, riding a bike uh, with electrodes all over everywhere. And then one electrocardiogram. And then when I went to the hospital with chest pain again, after that, they ran three tests on me. And I passed them all, and uh, it wasn't until my kidney doctor um, said, uh, you know, he's strong, he'll pass any test, you need to go inside with a camera. And when they went inside with the camera, they found out I had four, I had four blocked arteries, uh, three of them at 100%, one at 90%. And, uh, and they were amazed that I passed all the heart tests <laughs> with even the echocardiogram with that much blockage. So sometimes... Our technology is great, but we can't rely on our technology because our technology doesn't know everything. And they said I had the thing called a Widowmaker, and I could have dropped any minute. Well, my friend had the similar situation, went through the hospital, got checked, left the hospital, you know, end up, you know, uh, having a heart attack and, and passing on. And so I got the chance to see a lot of people from uh church I used to attend. You know, everybody was there, you know, just sharing and and uh, and before I knew it, man, I was there a long, long time just talking with people, you know, because you, you know, some people you see at church and you touch base, but they, you don't see them in your regular natural life. And 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 so, you know, you look at that and say, wow, you can honestly see the fruit 
of this individual's uh, labors and, and the people that had showed up and they formed a, since she was a worship leader, they formed a choir out of all the choirs and worship teams she's led and they got together and led worship. And it was just a heavenly thing. And you could see the fruit of her ministry in them as she taught them, you know, how to enter into the presence of God. They in turn helped us all enter into the presence of God. And so I, and I was just sitting there and I was thinking about a point and uh, it's, a, it's a point where uh, that we don't really think about much in that through death comes multiplication, you know, through death comes multiplication. You know, God is such a good God that even in death, he can bring life. You know what I mean? Jesus said, except the seed fall to the ground and die, it cannot bear fruit. You know, so the seed dies and produces a, a plant, you know, which produces fruit, which, you know, edifies everyone. So Jesus was referring to himself, you know, when he meant about the seed that as he died, he brought forth much fruit, which is us. You know what I mean? So even through death, life can come. And uh, I, I, I I looked at that and I, and I just started staring and I, I just started looking around me and I'm like, wow, you know, to see, to see the fruit in this person, this person is no longer here, but yet in a way they're here multiplied in the lives of everyone that's here. And so, you know, one thing that we tend to fear is death, you know, is, 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 is death. I, I am surprised by the number of people around me and most of the people around me, uh, you know, have a belief in God and, you know, in, in, in how much they just fear death, you know, and personally, from a personal standpoint, uh, I, I probably stopped fearing death when I got about eight years old. Uh, I, I got about eight, eight years old. I, you know, it just got, because when you live in circumstances, you know what I mean? I, I can understand what my brothers and sisters who, who live in uh, Syria, Afghanistan, whatever, you know, Beirut, whatever, can understand when you're surrounded by um, death and stuff, it just doesn't have its same effect. You know what I mean? You just wait your turn or hope your turn doesn't come or hope you can avoid it, but it, you can't fear it because it's right there. You know what I mean? When, when, when something's around you all the time, you're not scared of it anymore. You know what I mean? When you, when you're, you know, it's like a fireman being scared of fire. You know what I mean? A police officer being, you know, afraid of gunshots. You know what I mean? When you're around something all the time, it's not, it's not fear anymore. It's not fear. It's just part of the surrounding. And, you know, so growing up, you know, it it wasn't fear anymore. It was just, it was just there. You know, hi, Mr. Death. How you doing? Yeah. Oh, you're not here for me today. Thank you. All right. I'll go ahead and go to school, you know, and, 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 and sad as it think, I know in America, we don't view that, but there are places in America where people have that same mentality, no different than somebody in a war torn in a war torn area. First Corinthians fifteen fifty four says this, the bodies we now have are weak and can die, but they will be changed into bodies that are eternal. Then the scriptures will come true. Death has lost the battle. Where is its victory? Where is its sting? Sin is what gives death its sting, and the law is the power behind sin. But thank God for letting our Lord Jesus Christ give us the victory. You know, we, we have the victory no matter what the situation is. 
The only power death has, what gives death is sting, is sin. If I know I'm living a sinful life, I'm I'm scared of death, right? Because death to me doesn't doesn't change circumstances for the betterment. Matter of fact, it's only going to get worse. You know what I mean? Because I have not read any bright descriptions of of hell from anybody's theological standpoint. Yeah, and so so it it can only get worse because that's where people in sin go. But if I'm not a slave to sin, if I'm not controlled by sin, then death does not equate to me to have any power. It's lost. It's lost the battle. It's lost. It has no sting. I'm not hurt by death. Matter of fact, I'm rejoicing in death because I know as they, as we like to say, you know, I mean, my life is about to get better because, you know, to be absent from this body is to be present with God. And I know that in his presence, wherever that may be, you know, I mean, in the celestial city, heaven, whatever you want to call it, you know, I know that that's a better place for me. So, you know, why am I avoiding the better place? You know, and so sometimes, you know, when people are around me and we get into conversations and uh, and, you know, because of, you know, my health issues or their battling health issues and they say, I'm afraid to die. And I say, no, you don't fear death. Death is your chauffeur into greatness. Death serves you. You know what I mean? You don't have to serve death. You know what I mean? Because through death becomes what we like to say comes mo- multiplication. You know, things can be multiplied. Things change. Things that air. You know what I mean? And and the, the, the real thing is that that when I came to Christ, you know, I never I didn't never fear, you know, dying. By the time I was a teenager, I felt, you know, I was indestructible that, that nothing, nothing, could, nothing could kill me. You know, what I mean, you know, uh, you know, I know guys that walk around now with bullets all still in their body. You know, what I mean, if they can live, I can live. That's just what my t- mentality was. But then I came into Christ and I realized that, you know, I, 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 I was perplexed by when Paul said, you know, about his view with dealing with death in Philippians that, you know, you know, to stay, I'm a blessing to you, but I'd rather be in the presence of God. And man, what a what a situation to be in, be in the presence of God or be here helping my brothers and sisters grow in Christ. And, and, and so, you know, I, now as I am a pastor, I understand that that perplexity is, as one who has, uh, as they like to say, medically, you know what I mean? Has, has beat death, uh, two to three times that, you know, that's what they have in my medical records. You know what I mean? But, you know, in life I beat death more than that. You know what I mean? Just, just, just going to the store. Sometimes it was like beating death, you know, in my neighborhood, but the thing about it is, is that you had to ask yourself this question. Paul said, I can stay here and be a blessing to you or I can go and be with the father, you know. But death only has a sting with sin. We tend to look at sin as, you know, falling into sex, drugs and rock and roll category. I like how Billy Graham says that the sins of omission are much greater than the sins of, you know, Commission mean that which you do. We tend to look at what you do. Sin is what we do. We don't tend to look at sin as what we don't do. You know what I mean? And and but not to do it is sin. You know, Jesus gave the parable of the two sons, and the father told one to go out and and uh, and and do the work in the field, and he said, uh, "I'm not going." Then he changed his mind and went. And then the other one told his dad, "I'm going," but didn't go. And and so. Jesus said, you know, which one of them did the will of his father? And of course, it's the one who said no, but eventually went and did it. 
you know, and the one said he would do it and didn't. So that shows you it's just the one was was he omitted or omission. He didn't do it. And so a lot of times what we do, we'll repent and cry over something that we do that falls short of the glory of God. But we don't repent and cry over what we didn't do. The, the times we don't seek him, seek his face, the times that we don't pray, we don't serve, we don't give, you know, and, you know, and we want to just sit down and, and, and just go to church once a week. And and I'm not equating church with that, but I'm, I'm just saying that's all we do. We're not, we're not volunteering our time. We're not mentoring anybody. We're not go ye therefore and reaching all nation, all ethnos. Uh, some of us don't even like to be around certain kind of people. We refer to them as those people. You know what I mean? Whatever those people are, those people need to know Jesus. And, and we may not be the ones that need to reach them, but, you know, we can definitely finance the ones that need to reach them. We can write that check. You know, we can we can do whatever we need to do. We can organize a garage sale. And, you know, I mean, we we do a garage sale every year. The ladies in my church to support a school in Nigeria. And uh, and, you know, just four or five hundred dollars is enough to run that school for the whole year. You know what I mean? And and that's just something a little church garage sale that once a year to, to, to do something. But, you know, we God is calling us to do things. He's calling us to be his his hands, his feet, his eyes and, and his prayer. But sometimes we don't pray even in the middle of the night. Sometimes when, when you get stirred and can't sleep. You know, you have to ask, Lord, are you are you asking me to pray for somebody? You know, how many stories have we heard about people who just were miraculously rescued or something out of there? And 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 there was somebody who didn't even know them and prayed for them, you know, on the other side of the world or whatever may happen. You know, some of these stories we won't know till we get to heaven and we get to talking to people. But the, the, the thing is, this is that is that what we don't do is just as deadly, you know, or just as sinful as what we do. You know what I mean? But we're not taught. We're taught to repent of the things we do, but we're not taught to repent for the things that we don't do. Because, you know, this, you know, we, you know, you deserve to relax. You deserve to do this. And it's like we have such a short time on this earth. And and to work until he comes back is, 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 is it's not a bad thing. You know, what I mean? it's not a bad thing. And so we fear death because. You know, we feel like we haven't accomplished everything we need to accomplish. We we fear death because we we look at, you know, I want to do this with my children and my grandchildren. And a lot of things that we say, you know, are not really kingdom things as to why we fear death. You know, what I mean, they're just personal things that 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 come to pass. You know, you know, I know I hear it all the time, you know, uh, from my doctor. And I have to remind him, you can't motivate me by using death. That's <laughs> not the right motivation to you can't come to me and say, uh, if you don't do this procedure, you may die. And they'd be like, I just look at you and say so, because I'm not scared to die. So you got to come up with a whole nother way to motivate me. You know, what I mean, that's not how you motivate me. I might work on somebody else in the clinic, but they ain't working on me. You know, what I mean, you know, I, I, I look forward to leaving here. You know, what I mean? and so that's just now I'm not suicidal. You know, what I mean, you know, and I'm not depressed. You know, what I mean, you know, I'm just a believer. You know, I'm a believer and I just believe that. You know, to live is Christ that dies game. You know what I mean? So I can't lose no matter what happens. So, but I'm going to keep serving and keep asking the Lord, you know, what it is for you to do. You know, it's always when I, when I just come to you, I I try to come to you with issues that I'm struggling with, or I see issues that pop up in my community or people that I deal with. 
And, you know, even I deal with it in my own personal life. You know, I had to get uh, get along with myself and ask myself the question a couple of weeks ago. Lord, is it time for me to go? You know what I mean? Lord, is it time for me to go? And uh, and uh, of course it ain't because I'm here. Right. But, you know, but I always periodically ask that because I don't want to stand in the way of anything. You listen to Isaiah 61. We're going to run up on a break. And as always, I come back and, uh, and give you some practical application. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Right now on the FishTwinCities.com, you'll hear chestnuts roasting on an open fire and new favorites. Today the Holy Son of God is born in Bethlehem. We're the station that keeps Christ in Christmas, spreading joy all season long at the FishTwinCities.com. Listen while you travel with the free Fish mobile app. Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. All we need is Jesus. Hey, this is Pastor Joe Sutton on our Isaiah 61 Radio Ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. Uh, as, as always, you know, we have service on Sundays at 1030. Write you guys out. Uh, had a great time this past Sunday. They shocked me. Uh, they 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 t- said we was gonna have a holiday dinner, but then they you know they just they gave a they did a, a they pastor appreciation thing you know they you know they let October pass on me and they hit me in December so they fooled me so I you know but you know I it I just took it I'm very thankful uh, man they just uh, laid it out and I was real happy you know to get to that point you know I was saying it before the break that how I just I got along with God, you know, it was one of them issues where I had like a doctor's appointment almost every day of the week and, and they test came back negative and they were going all into this thing. And I just got along with God for about, about three or four days. Didn't answer my cell phone. Uh, made some people mad. Uh, <laughs> and I just got into the word and I just wanted to ask a question. I said, you know, Lord, I said, uh, you know, uh, you know, is, is, is I'm, am I done? You know, and uh, and so went back, retook the test, test, you know, came out better and everything like that. So it was a, a foregone conclusion. We're going to monitor the situation, as the doctor said. But, uh, you know, once again, it's that I there was no fear in that. You know, my thing was is that I just want to know, you know, how to complete my assignment. You know, what I mean, that's just what I want to know, how to complete my assignment, you know, and. And I know some people think I'm crazy, you know, when I say I don't really care about uh, I've already seen my grandchildren when I see my children. I, I've raised my children to, to they, they know how to do everything. So they, they know what to do. So it's not an issue there. You know, when you get married late in the game like I did, you know, you just prepare a whole different way. I didn't get married in my 20s. I got married in my 30s and I didn't have kids till I was 35. So I just prepared a whole different way. And I'm thankful for that. You know what I mean? All total, 
uh, I have nine children. You know what I mean? So I think I'm blessed to have that part, and uh, and everybody functioning on one accord. And I love them dearly, but, you know, the issue comes to this is that death is something we all going to see one day. And death is not to be feared by the believer. You know, that's how I was always taught. Death is not to be feared by the believer. Death has no power over me. Christ defeated death, hell, and the grave, took away the keys. You know what I mean? I got better, you know, the scripture tells us not to worry. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to worry about them three. Them three, they've been taken care of. You know what I mean? When you, you know, I guess maybe when you grow up as an athlete or uh, as a thug, you realize when something's taken care of, it's taken care of. You know what I mean? If, if if I know my assignment is to block this particular man, then as a running back, I'm running up that hole because I believe that man is taking care of his job. You know, so I'm going to treat life as it's taken care of. That part is taken care of. But I don't fear death because death brings multiplication, Right. You know, in order for me to do the work that I do as a pastor, I had to die. You know, I had to die. When I accepted Christ, Galatians tells me this: it is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Right. And so I had to die. And because I died, life sprung forth. All those youth groups I worked with as a youth pastor and as an urban outreach worker, you know, brought life. Man, when I look at the kids and grandkids of some of my kids, yeah, my some of the kids in my youth group of grandparents, you know what I mean, they 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 that are there and I see life. You know, when I when I see kids that were, were, were sitting in special ed, but I helped pull them out of special ed and now they got PhDs and, and or master degrees and they got nice families and I can laugh and joke with their kids because they got big heads like they used to have. You know, that's life. But out of death came life. I had to die. You know, that that Joe Sutton had to die. You know what I mean? And and, and I, I'm still dying in certain areas. And I and I see in my own life when I do die in those areas, it brings life. It brings life because now I'm able to to to, to show others victory through death. You know what I mean? You know, I, I was talking to a young man one day and and I looked at him and, you know, he's just think he's real hard and everything like that. And he, he said, he said, I came at him with an attitude. I was like, where you been? You know, like that. He said, man, why are you talking to me like that for? I said, because I want to kill you. And he looked at me like he said, what you just say? I said, I want to, I come, I'm coming to kill you. And he said, and he looked, he said, Pastor Joe, what's wrong with you? I said, I said, I'm coming to kill you. I'm ready for you to die so you can bring forth life, so you can say it's no longer I that live it, but Christ that lives in me. And then he stopped and thought of it. He said, man, you had me scared for a little while. <laughs> but I was only speaking the truth. You know, I could have said it in a nicer way. I guess I could have said it, but I wanted to get his attention to help him understand that I'm not wanting him to become my church member. I, I could care less about him becoming my church member. I could care more about seeing him dead so that he can be resurrected in a new life in Christ Jesus, right? And if it leads him to another church, fine, so be it. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem as long as you stay in the kingdom. You know, my saying is, you know, don't sell, don't sell bean pies, bag, buy bean pies, don't ride bikes with white t- with white dress shirts on, and we all right. You know what I mean? Just stay in the kingdom. And, 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 and the thing about it is, is we have to understand that when we make that call, when we, when we, heed that altar call when we've come and we said we've given our life to Christ. Do we understand what that means? When you give your life up, 
you die. You know what I mean? You die. So therefore, death has no power over a dead man. He's, I'm already dead. You know what I mean? It has no power over a dead man. But if I keep holding on to my life, and, 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 and there's a parable about this, if I keep holding on to my life, you know what I mean? Then I'm going to lose everything else. But when I give up my life, I'm going to gain the kingdom. I can't have the kingdom and hold on to my life, right? You know, I can't have my, my life of lying and worrying and everything like that because the Bible says that people who do that won't inherit the kingdom of God. If I want to inherit the kingdom of God, I have to die. You know what I mean? I have to die. So I, I come back to my original pretense. You know what I mean? Don't fear death. You know, some of us have been in a situation where we fear death because we have something to lose, right? And then some of us don't fear death because we never had anything to lose. I'm saying don't fear death because you've already died and given your life to Christ. To Christ, not to your ambitions, not to your job, not to your money, not to your wife, not to your family, but to Christ, right? Let's all <laughs> go watch somebody die this weekend. <laughs> In Jesus' name, until next week, goodbye. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.